It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Sunday, July 19th, 2020. On this day in 1797, the very large crude carrier Atlantic Empress collided with another VLCC, the Aegean Captain. The wreckage spewed roughly 280,000 tons of oil into the Caribbean Sea. The ecological impacts are still unknown. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the crash of the Atlantic Empress and the Aegean Captain. To protect the privacy of the crew members, we'll tell the story using a lightly fictionalized Aegean Captain shipmate who we'll call Leonidas. Let's go back to the Caribbean Sea on July 19, 1979, shortly before 7 p.m. Leonidas shivered and pulled his rain jacket tighter over his neck. He hated storms at sea, and that night's storm was a doozy, marked by claps of thunder, blinding flashes of lightning, and the non-stop deluge of pouring rain. Worst of all, inclement weather made Leonidas' job that much harder. He stood on the sodden deck, watching the sea rage around him. He scoured the horizon for any sign of a rocky reef, a beaming flash from a lighthouse, or, God forbid, another vessel. But on nights like this, with such low visibility, Leonidas doubted he'd spot any obstacles before it was too late anyway. As if the dark thought had brought bad luck, Leonidas heard shouting. Somewhere on deck, the second officer... Piscopianos Christos yelled that there was another ship ahead. The Aegean captain was on a collision course. Leonidas repeated Christos' message, running across the deck and waving his hands to get his crewmates' attention. As he yelled the news, Leonidas felt the deck shift beneath him. The Aegean captain veered to the left. Meanwhile, he thought he saw a dark shape solidify on the horizon. He blinked, hoping it was his imagination. It was dangerously close, only a few hundred meters away, and with each passing second, it drew nearer. Leonidas knew that the Aegean captain was a massive tanker, slow to turn and slower to stop. The inertia from its 200,000 tons of onboard oil made even the simplest maneuvers difficult and time-consuming. Every second counted if they wanted to avoid the other vessel, and they needed the other crew to cooperate. 
but the other ship hadn't spotted the Aegean captain. They hadn't changed course. Terrified, Leonidas thought a silent prayer. Please, God, let them turn in time. Please let them avoid the other ship. But God didn't answer. Leonidas felt the deck rumble beneath him right before he heard the scream of metal and the crash of splintering wood. The ships had collided. Leonidas clutched the railing as the Aegean captain buckled and jumped. He hoped his crewmates all had something sturdy to hang on to. But the jostling deck soon became the least of his worries. Somewhere behind him, Leonidas heard a deafening explosion. He smelled acrid smoke and felt the heat lace across his back as the other vessel erupted into flames. Shouts went out for all to abandon ship. Per his training, Leonidas ran to the nearest lifeboat. In minutes, the vessel filled. Leonidas helped his crewmates operate the pulleys to lower the craft into the water. Meanwhile, he watched as the other ship took on water and listed to the side. The other crew had no time to mount an orderly evacuation. They leapt from the deck, plummeting into the water below. But they didn't hit the waves with a wet splash. Something was wrong with the ocean. Leonidas reached over the side of the life raft and trailed his fingers across the water's surface. When he peered at them again by the light of the burning ship, his wet fingers were inky black. The other vessel and the Aegean captain both spewed unprocessed oil into the Caribbean Sea. Up next, we'll discuss the ecological toll of the oil tanker crash. Now back to the story. On the evening of July 19, 1979, two very large crude carriers, the Aegean Captain and the Atlantic Empress, collided. The Atlantic Empress exploded and burst into flames, and both vessels leaked oil into the Caribbean Sea. 27 people died in the crash. The Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard soon arrived on the scene to fight the fire. They managed to tug the Aegean captain 10 miles back to shore, but the vessel leaked oil for the entire journey. Unfortunately, nothing could be done for the Atlantic Empress. The fires on its deck were too large to extinguish. The conflagration was too large for anyone to even try tugging the ship back to shore. It was left to float and burn. Meanwhile, flames spread throughout the ship, reaching its incendiary cargo. In the two weeks after the collision, more explosions racked the Atlantic Empress, spewing additional oil into the ocean and feeding the flames further. Finally, during the night of August 2nd, the Atlantic Empress sank. Through the entirety of their rescue and salvage efforts, the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard sprayed dispersant, a chemical that helps break down crude oil. But it couldn't dissolve the pollutant entirely. It just pulled it deeper under the water. 
Dispersant helps kickstart oil's natural degradation process, but critics suggest that dispersants simply move the damage elsewhere, from the ocean's surface to harder to monitor depths. It may just move the spill out of sight and out of mind. Even worse, dispersant byproducts can be toxic to marine life, including fish, birds, coral, and the cleanup workers who are exposed to it following a disaster. But in 1979, the rescue teams didn't know how harmful dispersants were. Climate science was too new, and they didn't have the relevant data yet. In theory, that should have been the silver lining of the oil tanker disaster. Researchers could have tracked the currents around the wreckage and learned more about how oil spills worked. But they didn't. As soon as the wreck disappeared beneath the waves, the Trinidad and Tobago Coast Guard moved on. To this day, there have been no long-term studies on the ecological impact of the Atlantic Empress and Aegean Captain crash. While some researchers assume the fallout was minimal, we don't actually know what sort of damage it caused, if any. That may be in part because climate scientists had their attention elsewhere. Just a month and a half before the crash, an oil rig in the Gulf of Mexico exploded. The Ixtoc burst into flames on June 3, 1979, and subsequently spilled about 30,000 barrels of oil per day. The spew didn't stop until March 23, 1980, nearly 10 months after the fire began. The Atlantic Empress and the Aegean captain barely made the papers, but Ixtoc was big news. In September 1979, researchers with the National Ocean and Atmospheric Administration toured the Gulf of Mexico to assess its effects. Their findings informed much of what we know today about oil spills and how to clean them up. Sadly, that information came at a price paid in damage to one of the Earth's most delicate ecosystems. And when it comes to the Atlantic Empress and the Aegean Captain, we may never know just how costly that information was. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more about environmental catastrophes like this, be sure to check out Natural Disasters with new episodes every Thursday. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Maggie Edmire. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 